Hi, my name is Josh. And my name is Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event, More Disciples Called by the Sea. This is found in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, Mark 1, 16 through 20, and we will be reading from Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. Join, join us as we read this. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he that is Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, so they had begun to sink. But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. You know, Luke calls this the Lake of Galilee. Is, yeah. this, is this different? No, it's the same. But for Luke, who really traveled on the sea, he did his mission trips with Paul. Yeah. This is just a lake. Yeah. Um, so, it's um, for people who never traveled, that was like a big sea. It's the largest uh, body of water they've ever seen. They call it uh, uh, the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. For me, growing up, I, I grew up on a street called Lake Drive. And mm. down the end, um, there was what we called the lake. And it was maybe 40 feet long by 10 feet across. It was really a pond, um, but it's all in perspective for where people are. So, so the Sea of Galilee and the Lake of Galilee, these are the same places. Peter is out, Simon Peter, uh, with James and John, and they're fishing. And, and then Jesus asks to use their boat, and he, he teaches. Mm-hmm. Um, then they go out in the sea. And Jesus tells them to cast down their nets. They're tired. They don't want to do it. The middle of the day is not the time to fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do it. And they, they bring in this big haul. It is very interesting, the sequence. Mm-hmm. First, Jesus Christ let them work the whole night. After that, in the morning, when they are tired, he preached. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sat down the same way with uh, religious leaders in those times or sitting down uh, to preach. The next sequence is the miracle. And after that is the invitation. Yeah. Come follow me. Why is that sequence important? So could Jesus Christ have called them right in the beginning? He could have. Yeah. Um, but 
so many times, and we see this here, we see this in other stories, and we see this in our own lives. When we're called to God, oftentimes we're we're called to give up something mm. and to follow him. Mm-hmm. That that God wants our full allegiance. He wants to be number one in our lives. And so, you know, we have the story of the rich young ruler who came to Jesus. And Jesus said, sell all you have and give to the poor. And, and he turns around and goes away sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have other examples of, of people. Uh, you have Elisha out in the field who's plowing the field when Elijah comes and, mm-hmm. and he doesn't turn back. He leaves the plow and, and follows Elijah. Mm-hmm. And, and so here we have this, again, this, this call. The end of this passage says, they left everything and followed him. So practically, when we think about our own lives, everyone has to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Small or big, like the rich young ruler had a huge wealth. Others, they have to leave behind, like these people, some boats and nets. Others have to give up some ideas mm-hmm. or unsanctified dreams. But everyone has to leave something behind in order to follow Jesus Christ. But what's interesting in this story is they're leaving a miracle behind. And I think so many times we would say, well, God blessed me with this, so I, I would be wrong to leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just blessed with um, who knows how many fish. They, they might have been set for the next... Uh, month they they didn't need to work for a month or whatever they they had this blessing from god and they left the blessing but they left this blessing for a bigger blessing in the it, future. exactly that's what i was gonna say they Sorry. they left this blessing for a better blessing mm-hmm. and they were able to see that remember that uh, story of jesus christ who saw nathaniel jesus said i saw you under the tree mm-hmm. and he goes really and Jesus says, don't marvel about this. You're going to see miracles way bigger than this. Yeah. I like this idea. We have to leave something behind because God has a different blessing, a greater blessing in store for us. Yeah. But coming back to my question, why the preaching was before the miracle and the miracle before the call? And even before the preaching, it was a hard work overnight. <laughs> uh, is there any um, psychological steps mm-hmm. in moving from one of these stages to the next one? Uh, is there something important? Is there a lesson to learn from here? I don't know if I, I'm on track with you, but for me in this process, hearing the message was important you know uh-huh. the the, the mo- most important it's not that they're following god for the miracle they they heard the message i like it they they know the purpose um the purpose of the miracle was just to establish to support the message mm-hmm. yeah and who knows they might have followed god even without the miracle mm-hmm. um they they might have been ready they, they might have been moved by the sermon that christ spoke i, I love how it says it everyone's signaling their partners are coming they're filling the boat so they begin to sink everyone's so focused on the fish but when simon peter saw it verse 8 he fell mm-hmm. down at jesus knees, saying depart from me for i am a sinful man O lord so was his intention to be separated from the lord no i i 
I do not believe so. I, I think he How was, do you take this uh, statement? He was sharing... His unworthiness? His awe, reverence. You uh-huh. know, when, when we come into the, the presence of God, sometimes I'm not worthy of this. Yeah. Um, I like to stay close to you, but I know that I'm, I don't deserve this. So what does this tell us about God? Uh, I see Jesus Christ executing um, his plan, w- which was designed in heaven before the foundation of this world. And uh, I see that Jesus Christ is looking primarily to invest into future leaders. Mm-hmm. And he waited for his uh, disciples. Some of them have been following Jesus Christ for about uh, a year and a half. Yeah. Right? Remember, Andrew was one of the first two right after Jesus Christ was baptized, when John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God, they left John the Baptist and they started following Jesus Christ. But they follow him not as a full-time disciples, maybe seasonal disciples. Mm -hmm. And uh, now Jesus Christ is calling them to move from that seasonal type of discipleship to a full-time discipleship. Mm -hmm. So they left houses. Peter might have left a wife because at least he has a mother-in-law. They left the the means of production, Mm -hmm. uh, the tools, the boats, and the nets. So from now on, Peter and the others are full-time disciples of Jesus Christ. And we're going to see in the future there is a third stage of discipleship. When from all those many disciples following him, Jesus Christ, after praying the whole night, he chose just 12 of them Mm -hmm. to train them as leaders and to send them as apostles. So what is this passage telling us? How's it speaking to us today? And and for me, as I I look at this passage, I I think, um, are we settling for a lesser blessing when God has something greater? Mm. Um, You know, let me let me change that to why are we following God? Mm-hmm. Are we following God for the blessings we receive, mm-hmm. or are we following God for the relationship? Um, you know, here we had God, Jesus, do this miracle, and Peter didn't want anything to do with the miracle. He wanted to be in God's presence, mm-hmm. um, and and that was more important for him than than the blessing there and, and sometimes i think we can get so caught up on the the little the the blessings that god gives us that we miss the purpose which is relationship mm-hmm. for me um by reading this passage i heard god telling me do not be afraid sometimes we are afraid of making a big step mm-hmm. or leap out of faith in life and God is preparing us for that and says, do not be afraid. With me, everything is possible. And Jesus said, what is not possible to man, it's possible to God. Uh, Jesus is pre- was preparing the heart of Peter to make that decision to have a clear cut, to, to left everything behind and follow him. So what are we going to do about it? Well, listen to the moment. And it happened multiple times in my life when I have to leave everything behind. And right away it was that assurance do not be afraid Mm -hmm. i am with you and god has always provided you know i think sometimes in in my life there were times where 
God was calling me to make a move, mm-hmm. to go in a certain direction, and the counsel of godly people around me was don't do that. And sometimes God even asks us to to take a step beyond where rational thought mm-hmm. um, w- would say go. Yeah. You know, um, faith is not just an extension of the past. Exactly, it is a huge leap into unknown. And this was not craziness. This was not you know like me thinking something. This was um, me contemplating going to a. A district uh, to to work with some churches and mm-hmm. and I felt called by God to go there. Whereas the very people who were asking me to go were saying, you know, who were asking me to go interview were saying, "Don't take this district. It's, it's a it's a terrible place. It, it's not the place to be." Yet we feel felt called by God, mm-hmm. and um, so sometimes in life we need to step make make these big leaps of faith, like you said. All right. Finally, um, how can we share this with others? And I, I think it's walk with them in that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, when when someone goes through these changes, don't criticize them. Help them out and be there and and pray. Be a mentor for them. Yeah. It seems that mentorship is so important. People need someone who walked the same journey but a mm-hmm. couple of steps ahead, who has crossed on the other side of the gap, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, let us pray. Mm -hmm. Father God, you might be calling us to to take a stand for you. Amen. Or to give up something for you. Or to do something to follow you. And I pray you will give us the courage to follow through on that. Amen. Regardless of the outcome, whether we're more blessed or whether life is a little harder that our goal is being in relationship with you. Amen. And so please help us as we make those decisions, strengthen our faith and our resolve in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.